great to be able to worship together, isn't it? And uh, uh, we want to start a new series this morning. Um, if you heard Ruth uh, a couple of weeks ago, you will know that um, she mentioned uh, Hebrews 13 and uh, a series that we've entitled Postcards from Italy. So uh, this morning we're going to kick that off and it is my pleasure to introduce Peter this morning to us uh, who's going to take us into this first, first message. Peter. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Great to, to have you with us. Pray God will bless you and you will receive from benefit this morning. Um, the title of my subject to kick this off is We Are Family. We Are Family. And the uh, thoughts that I'm going to share with you this morning are based on Hebrews uh, chapter, one, uh, chapter 13 and verse 1. Maybe you say, I am not family. But uh, you see, every one of us this morning that has had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ have become a member of the family of God. So we are family this morning and Hebrews says an awful lot about family in the first verse. As I've been preparing this, I've been thinking, wow, if we had 12 months, once a week for an hour every week, we would still only be scratching the surface of uh, the love that is being talked about here. I want to share with you that verse from several different renderings and versions of the scripture because we all have different versions. The NIV says, says it like this. Keep on loving each other as brothers. The New King James puts it like this. Let brotherly love continue. The Passion says this. No matter what, Make room in your heart to love every believer. They're all saying very similar things. But unusually, the version that I liked uh, quite uh, my, uh, above all of them this morning was the version of the Amplified New Testament. And this is what it says. Let love for your fellow believers continue and be uh, fixed practice with you Never let it fail. Now that is quite strong. Let love among your fellow believers uh, continue and be a fixed practice with you. Never let it fail. Why is love so important? Why is the scripture talking in this vein about love? Well, love is so important why does love have to be worked at? Because love is one of the most amazingly powerful things in the world. Just a little illustration, you know. My wife and I have been married for 56 years. And we were talking about, uh, about having been married that length of time. I, do you know, in the conversation, I think uh, one of us said it seems only like yesterday. And the other replied, what a bad day yesterday was. But we were only joking, of course. But, you know, going back to when we got married, two years into our marriage, we had this sort of conversation. Do you know, I think this is the worst thing that we ever did. 
However did we, maybe we better call it a day now. But you see, we found that love had to be worked at. Love had to be worked at. And love has prevailed for 56 years and still prevails. And we are more in love now than we have ever been. Love is a very powerful thing. Let me share a few things to you. Sorry, Paul. Oh, you didn't see that. Uh, let me share a few things with you. Why is love so powerful? You need in your own time to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and you will see some of the reasons that I'm going to share with you now. Love is powerful because love is the answer if you're impatient. I don't know if any of you suffer with impatience, but love is the answer to being impatient because if, um, Corinthians tells us that love is patient and long-suffering. And you know, in these times in which we're finding ourselves, we find our patience stretched. We find we've had enough. This has gone on for too long. It requires love is the answer. The Bible tells us love is the answer to impatience. Love is the answer to kindness. Being kind. Because love suffers long and is kind. Isn't that amazing? Love is, do you ever feel like being unkind sometimes? Are there those in your life and relationships and experience that drive you up the wall? Oh, there are in mine. And I have to confess, I don't always handle it 100% as I should do and as I would like to do. But love is the answer to being kind. You know, do you ever envy people that are doing better than you? Do you ever, do you ever find that, hey, I've done this, I've worked like this, I've got nowhere. Look at them. Look how they are doing. Love is the answer to envy and pride because that chapter that I shared with you in Corinthians says love does not envy or get proud. Love is a powerful, powerful thing. This is why we are exalted in Hebrews 13 and verse 1 to practice love, to practice uh, working through love. Love overcomes everything. Just a couple more. Uh, love is the answer to right thinking. If you read that chapter in Corinthians, it tells us that love thinks no evil. Isn't that amazing? There's not many things that can deal with those sort of issues. It goes on and it goes on. Love, it keeps us out of trouble. How does it keep us out of trouble? Love takes no delight in wrong things but in truth and if we stay in truth and we stay in rightness and righteousness we stay out of trouble isn't that wonderful love is a very very powerful influence that you and I that have encountered a relationship with Jesus Christ have been imparted with there is a love true love only comes from God you say, oh, but hang on a minute. There is natural, there is a natural outworking of love. But you see, uh, the Bible tells us this, God is love. God 
is love. He's the source of love. He's the very fountain of love. And that's why the scripture encourages us to work and make sure that we practice loving one another. And love does have to be worked at. There are issues. Do you get on with everybody? Does everybody make you happy? Do, of course they don't. They wind us up. Some are an absolute pain in the arm or in the butt, whatever you like to call it. But you see, love helps us deal with those situations. Love enables us to get through those. Love uh, helps us cope under pressure. Are you under pressure at this time? The nation is under pressure. The world is under pressure. Love is the answer. Where do I get that from? Verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. And love endures all things. If you could get a bottle of tablets from the chemist that enabled victory in all those situations, would you not run to the chemist and get it? Well, you have it because... We are part of the family of God and the love of God runs in us and flows through us. And lastly, at the end of that chapter on love, it talks about faith, hope and love and says the greatest of these is love. And it concludes in verse 8 by saying, love never fails. Something that never fails is very, very powerful, isn't it? Love never fails. Uh, <coughs> verse 13 is the verse that says, the greatest is love. That's why we have got to practice and work at loving one another. Love keeps us free from fear. You'll want to know about this one. Love keeps us free from fear. What is the thing that is most gripping our nation at this time? Would you say it was fear? I would. I would say fear grips the heart of so many people at this particular time. But do you know what love does? This is what we're told in the Word of God uh, in John, 1 John 4 and verse 18. There is no fear... In love, because perfect love drives out all fear. Hey, love is very powerful. Love is the most powerful. That's why we're encouraged as part of the body of Christ, as part of the family of God, to love one another, to practice loving one another, and to work at loving one another. There's other reasons. I want to share another reason. Love is the key to us being effective as far as evangelism is concerned. Love is the key. It's not going to, going to a Bible college or a university and being trained how to put together a talk. It's not about that. This is what the Bible says about uh, about love being the key. In John 13 
and verse 34 and 5, Jesus speaking said this. He said to his disciples and his followers, he said, I want, I want you to know I'm giving you a new commandment. And he said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. And then he goes on and he says a little bit more. He says, and by this, by what? By the fact that you love one another like I have loved you, by this the world will know that you are my disciples. By this you will touch the world with the love of God. By this you will reach out and bring in my kingdom in a lost world. So the key to our evangelism is love, the love of God. Love is a weapon that absolutely no one or nothing can win against. Isn't that a powerful weapon? Isn't that an amazing, and if an amazing and profound fact, and the amazing thing is this, that, that the love of God overcomes every situation. Hebrews 13 verse 1, the verse that I shared with you from the Amplified New Testament, let love for your fellow believers continue and be a fixed practice. Never let it fail. How are you doing with love this morning? How are you doing as family? And by the way, if you are feeling this morning, I am not family, do you know, I want to tell you, you can easily become part of the family of God. You can easily become, a relationship with Jesus Christ puts us in the position where we become heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ and children in the family of God. So this morning, we can easily, if we are not part of that family, we can easily become part of that family. Love is a weapon that no one or no thing can win against. This morning, I want to encourage you in these times. Have, have some of those things that I've shared with you this morning just touched a spot in your heart and you said, oh, fear is gripping me. I have trouble with this in my experience. The love of God is bigger and greater than anything. And if you will experience uh, the love of God this morning, it will change things for you. You know, I'm not sure how long ago a song was written, but uh, it was in the time when ink and quills used to be used by scribes to write on parchment. And there was a song written, and it, it says this, Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry nor could a scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. The love of God 
is immeasurable. And his love wants to reach out to you and I this morning. I want to pray. Just before I pray, I just want to share something with you. I was coming over here in the car this morning and uh, I, I just happened to sometimes at, at lunchtime see Judge Rinder. Now, I don't want to compare Judge Rinder with, with any scriptural characters, but those of you who see or hear Judge Rinder at any time on his TV program, there is often an advert where he says this. He says, if you are struggling with this, if somebody has treated you badly, if, and he goes on and on and on, he says, then contact me. I am waiting to hear your case. And I just feel in my spirit this morning that somebody that is tuned in this morning is feeling, hey, I've got a case that doesn't really seem to have an answer. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Jesus wants to hear your case. Jesus wants to hear your case. So if that's you this morning, you will know, I want to tell you and encourage you to contact Jesus because he has the answer to your situation. I'm going to pray now. Whatever it is you are in need of, if you need a fresh relationship, a fresh experience of the love of God, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit on your life, you need your circumstances changing, you need healing, do you know right here this morning, the word of God and his love is so powerful that wherever you are and whatever your situation, he can meet it. I'm going to pray for you just now. Just, just concentrate on Jesus and his love and let his love touch you this morning. His love can come and change your life from today onwards. Father, I come to you this morning. I, I commend everyone that has tuned into this broadcast. You know who we are. You know our circumstances. You know our situations. I pray for those who need their love replenished this morning. Somehow from heaven, will you send a fresh anointing and a fresh touch of your love upon your people. Those who do not know and experience that love, this morning, as I encourage them to reach out to you, if, if that's you this morning, and you really want to know about the love of God and you want a relationship with him, will you pray this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, you know the longing of my heart. I need you this morning. I need you in my life. Will you come into my life and transform it? Will you come into my life and change me? Will you come and be my friend and my saviour? I commit my life to you and I make you the master of my life and of every situation. If you've prayed that this morning, you've become a member of the family of God and God will meet you. If you need help, contact us. We will have help to offer you. Last people I'm going to pray for is those that are sick. Hey, listen, Jesus died on the cross 
so that our wrongdoings should be dealt with and so that our sicknesses should be dealt with. If you are sick this morning, just take a second. I'm going to pray and expect to receive a touch from God this morning while we're praying. Father, I pray for every listener this morning to our broadcast and I just ask you to send your word and minister healing to people this morning. Those who are suffering, those who are in despair, those who are sick terminally, those who have uh, disabilities that inhibit their life. Lord, send your word and heal right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for all that you're doing. Amen. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. I pray God will have blessed you. If you need any help, do contact us. I'm going to hand back to Paul now. Thank you, Paul, for some more worship.